Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Women Emerging podcast. I'm Julia Middleton, Director of Women Emerging. Every week I speak with women around the world of different ages and in different sectors about how they lead, because we need many more women leading in the world today. We explore how women lead differently and do it their way, which is authentic, fulfilling and highly effective. It was dancing the blues and abandoning the Lindy Hop that taught Jetta about leading a team. Because dance and music are both big pieces in Jetta's essence. Talking to her made me realise just how much dance and music have framed how she leads, how she leads a team at work and professionally. Now, this may all sound a bit strange, so I'm going to actually hand over straight away to Jetta to explain exactly what she means. Jetta, I want to talk to you about teams because I reckon, I reckon you know more about teams than most people that I know. And and you know more about it for the strangest of reasons, because I think as a dancer, you started with Lindy Hop and then you moved to the blues. So let's just start this interview in the weirdest way. Just explain to us why you abandoned Lindy Hop and why you moved to the blues. So um, I started with dancing Lindy Hop about eight, eight years ago. Um and it was, um, you know, like it was an expressive dance, beautiful swing jazz. And I just thought, oh, my God, I have found my dance. And it was a partner dance. So, so you, you learn how to work with the other person. And then halfway through, once you're kind of comfortable enough, you know the, 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 the dance, that you learn that is a lot about technique. Um, and then there's, you know, there's something with the energy that it's, it's uh, uh, prescriptive. And then at the same moment, I discovered blues, which is closer, but the connection is, is so much stronger, one. And two, when you dance in blues, it's the, 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 the music, the rhythm, you can't escape it. You can know all the technique in the universe, but unless you're dancing to the same rhythm and you're feeling the rhythm, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make it. Am I right that with Lindy Hop, it's sort of, I'll lead, you follow? Yes. So that's the that, that's the other part. With Lindy Hop, it's a, a lot more prescriptive. Um, and also there's, there's moves. And uh, yes, you have the freedom, but also it's constrained by the skills that you have to show. In blues, there's this freedom. So your constraint is the rhythm only. It's the music only. Everything else is open between the two people that enter that dance. So the way we understand blues music in the last century, it's, it's basically, we've seen men. If you think of blues, you think of men. 
But if you go and deep, um, dig deep, it was, of course, it comes from the, uh, it's a music of slavery, but a lot of it comes from that. But even in the recent history, in the 1920s, if you do the research, um, we go back to New Orleans, we go back to, um, uh, you know, where the prostitutes, that was part of entertainment. And it came with this sadness, but it came with this also joy. They were trying to create for one another. Um, there's very few recordings of this, but actually, and I, and I feel very strongly about this, it is the women who carried the, the blues, who started the blues. Um, and I think I'm very passionate about <laughs> bringing it back. And I'm not alone, uh, luckily, in, in Europe. There's a lot of dancers who, who agree with this and, and, and we're working on it. You could get caught in the illusion that it's a sort of free-for-all, but it's not a free-for-all at all, is it? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, in fact, uh, anyone who's not a blues dancer watching from, uh, you know, if you're watching a blues dancer, uh, a blues dance between two people, a, a couple, you'd think, oh, my God, that's very sexual. And it's not at all. It's not at all. It's not what it looks because the connection. Um, and this is what I love. What is seen outside is not necessarily what is felt between the dancers. And that's, you know, like the song could be, no two dancers will do it the same way. You know, that's true for any music. But in, in blues, as you say, it's this connection. It's this, you have freedom, but there are, there are rules. There are rules of how far you can take it. There are rules of, you know, what the rhythm will dictate. And that's the boundary. But you, everybody brings themselves, you know, and it's, it's, you're trying to create something with the boundaries of the music, with the boundaries of the dance. And it is sometimes, and, and it's, it's, it's a heavy music, but it brings joy. So the whole, the, the song itself is, is very heavy, but when you finish, there's this joy and it's unexplainable. It's unexplainable. And, and. <laughs> it's lovely but but it I remember talking to you and thinking there's something here at the heart of how you build a team isn't there about how do you build a team so that everybody feels that they have performed at their best in a way building teams is is more about building this energy rather than exercising power. And I think the connection may come from the dancing where you bring your energy and you take your energy and you give your energy. And out of that comes this togetherness. And the point is that everyone should enjoy the dance. You know, at the end, you should arrive at this joy that goes, and it's always a thank you. And I think if we approach building team ethos or what I say the team narrative then this might help because the point is to build an energy that is felt beyond a project I believe that uh, regardless of where you are in in the team structure you you have the right to know why so the beginning so whether you're an intern or the CEO you have the exact same right to know why we're doing this, 
where we're headed and how can you kind of be part of this? Because sometimes we do the buy-in at the executive level um, and then, you know, it's a, I don't believe in that. I think everyone should know why this fits with the, you know, ethos of the team and the narrative of whether it's a company and is driven by profit or it's an organization and is driven by the impact we're trying to make. It's not just the CEO knowing where we're going and why the project is important. For me, it's important that the intern knows why. Be because you're dancing the blues, not the Lindy Hop. Hmm. Interesting question. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I, I can explain it in a sense of, of music, perhaps, and the bands. So um, bands that play for, music, for dancers are different because they have to give energy to the dance floor and take energy to the dance floor. There are beautiful blues musicians that will not be able to do this. They're great at what they do but they cannot make this collective energy. Because as dancers, we believe that this is our instrument. The body is the instrument and we play with the musicians. And I think this is the, the potentially somewhere where we fail between you know, the, the, the management and the team because the management is playing music. Music is good, but they expect an audience that is passive and appreciating, whereas the dancers are not that. And if you want to create this energy and if you want to lift up and share a, a bigger energy where you invite the dancers to be an instrument, then you have to play with and for. And I think this might be, you know, one of the, uh, the lessons and some some bands are good at doing this and some aren't. They're just playing for themselves. Yes. They've got stuck in a bubble. Yes. If you find you're leading a team and the team is loving each other but failing to connect with anybody around them, and we've all, that, we've all done that, you become so insular. How do you... What happened that, well, basically, what does the leader do to break that insularity? So at the start of, of every um, new team, um, my first thing is I'm, I will be wrong and I expect you to tell me when I'm wrong. You have the freedom to tell me that's a terrible idea, not by hinting it slightly, but by saying it. What I mean is not to allow to arrive at a point where you're so insular. You are in a way part of the team. You know the problem before it gets too far. And, and, you, and the team is, is, is open enough to say, do you know what, Yeta? you might be going down the wrong route. We think it's this. You know, you create this freedom to question. And I don't think that all of the big ideas come 
from the people who are leading. Their responsibility is to lead the good ideas, to lead this energy that comes from people. And I and I tell me, I think often some of us, when we're leading teams, we think we're leading teams, but actually we're sort of leading a collection of individuals who all have a relationship with us. And sort of nothing happens unless it comes through us. Have you ever been in that situation? And what do you do about that one? Yes. Um, oh, I think within the team, um, for me, the, the hierarchy, if, if you do a pyramid and everything depends on you, you're doing something wrong. Uh, because I think we are all indispensable and mostly the like the less i am needed the prouder i am so when i do things i wouldn't funnel them that if i am not available it will not work no i will empower people to make decisions if i'm not there and and then they and discover yes. that they can exactly exactly yes Sometimes I discover that they would have they they made the better decision, and I'm like, see if I were there. And I'm the one thing is that to be honest as a as a leader. So when I see that, I say, do you know what? I would have done this, and you made a better decision. And I think this actually is the the best thing you can say. And if there are if the decision is the wrong one, you say it's okay. Always explain why this other decision would have been the right one. And I really see it that it doesn't happen again. Because if you explain the why, then people are traveling with you. They're traveling with you to the same destination and you're not traveling alone. And when you're not traveling alone or dancing alone, then I think there's more uh, accountability within the team without you asking for it. Just come back to what you said, is that um, the blues looks like a free-for-all, but it's not. There's a structure there. Um, do you ever, have you ever felt that it has become a free-for-all and that you as a leader haven't provided the structure? And, you know, that, that sense of, you know, we all want to lose control to some extent because that's creativity. But if you lose too much control, then the team doesn't necessarily achieve what it's trying to do. How do you balance that? Yes, there's always um, examples where you give freedom and the team might go in a different direction. What I have not experienced is the team not working i must be honest i've never experienced this um and i think it's because this this ethos of we're trying to do something together um but you experience the point of going towards the wrong objective or the wrong goal or something that was not was not planned that has happened um i wouldn't say that i am i'm the, the you know the boundaries are boundaries. Whether they're boundaries of the project, where they're boundaries of the of the you know behavior, where there's boundaries of um, where we will 
go and where we will not are always clear. Regardless, things can happen. But what is what, what works, which I've seen, is if you set the boundaries ahead of time and you ask the questions, are you with me? Do you believe in, in what we're trying to do? Then it's easier later on to say, but don't you think we're off from where we started? Because yeah. we kind of agreed that this is what we're doing, but somehow we got lost. And I always say, maybe I got lost. Rather than saying, you know, you got lost or we got lost. I take it, you know, on me. And that kind of mobilizes people to say, actually, no, we might have all perhaps done a bit of this to get lost. So let's let's do it. And you leave also, it's not like you don't ask, please do it. You you create again this this, do you know what? Yeah, we got lost. We agree. So how how do we how do we fix this? And then all of a sudden, when it's a responsibility, a collective responsibility, everyone chips in and it's quicker to fix the issue, quicker to come back to than if you just said, no, you're off and I need you to do this and this. And, and teams can fail even if they have a mass of amazing musicians. Every single musician is brilliant, but actually it still doesn't work. No. Uh, I think this is where we go back to the energy. You can bring extremely talented people together. And if you don't do the energy well, it could fail. I mean, you've got more talent than you need within the team and it could fail. So it is almost, yes, you hire for talent. That goes without saying. You hire for teams, you know, culture goes without saying, or you build one together. But unless you create that energy where people are committed to the same thing and the collective is more important than the individual, but that your part as an individual is key to this part and the others to this part and this. So everyone is special in a way, but as individuals for the project, for the work, you're not special. It's the collective that is special. It's the fact that you're going to plug in and the other one is going to plug in and the other one is going to plug in. And this, we come back to dancing, which is uh, more solo and not in pairs. So sometimes in, in you know the band at the end where they go, all out, you're not dancing in couples, everybody's dancing solo to the band. And there's this collective energy that comes out of it. And it's the good dancers that, you know, it involves everybody, the very advanced, the teachers, the ones who just started, mid-level dancers, anybody, anybody and everybody dances to that. And it's usually the end of the night it's the, the, you know, 
Thank you to the band. Thank you for the energy. And it doesn't matter where you stand. You have contributed your energy and you have given and taken. And it's the night is a success because of that. And I think in teams, it's exactly the same. It's what does it feel like? What does it feel like when it happens? Magic. <laughs> magic. I think it's magic because what we want is at the end of the day for everybody to, to feel energized. Tired. You're tired. It's hard work. Either way, whether it's work or it's hard work. You have sweated. Um, some dancers have challenged you more. You have seen potentially that you have not such a good energy with some and then really good energy with some. But at the end of the night, you're tired, energized, and you're ready. So what is the role of the person who's leading in all of this? first of all not to take the energy <laughs> i say this in the most uh, i think that's number one because yeah. Agreed. number one is don't take the big, energy big big one yes give energy and you will get energy back um ensure there's music there's good music there's good rhythm that everyone can follow, that everyone likes. And if they don't and like that, it, that's okay. It's okay. Allow for space for them to say, could you play faster blues? Because this just a bit, it doesn't go with the mood right now. Can't you see? Everyone is a bit more energized. Could you change the music? And I think as and long as we the leaders to me also need to make the connections. I feel like that's, you know, the danger is that you get caught in the part and you don't see the whole. And so the leader's job is to see the whole and to see the connections within the whole and make sure that they are connecting. Does that yes. make sense? Yes, because the energy has to flow whether it's, let's say, dancer's band, dancer's music, team executives, energy has to flow and it will flow all the time. But the point, and I think the difference between leading as, 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 a, as, a, as an action and leadership as a power is that this should actually create something else. And your hands at the moment are sort of crisscrossing. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like... <laughs> yeah, and they're spiraling, aren't they? That's and, right. And, and so you're going to make sure that where the energy gets stuck, you unblock it and and you connect it and yes. you see the bigger Not picture. Just that. Yes, you connect it, but also you're always thinking, this is where we flow now. But, you know, we could also go a bit higher. But you don't think this to yourself. You share this with everybody. And we say, we are, this is going and we're going to connect and the issues that are here, you know, we're going to try and fix them. But you know, wouldn't it be great if we start going like this? Your last yeah. one was your first one, isn't it? <laughs> that the leader, the leader needs to 
to keep on repeating the why. Yes, I think so. I really do. And I think it's it's not to get lost, first of all, in whatever, because there are struggles that happen, um, not to get lost, not to walk alone and to also question the why. And if you question it alone, I mean, there's only one energy that you bring and it's not dancing with anybody. But if you're questioning it with a, then there's, 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 you know, there's a collective to the music. There's energy. And also accountability, because if you allow people to say, the best way for people, to, for, for the team to question your leadership, if they can come back to you and say, doesn't fit with the why, why are we doing this? I love that. And you go, spot on. Let's sit down. Let's rethink this. Jetta, that was utterly wonderful. I enjoyed every minute of that conversation. Thank you so very, very much. Do you know, it made me think of a party a party that I was running and and I and I found a band to play for us at this party. They they literally arrived about ten minutes before they were due to start playing. Uh, and I knew it in that minute. As soon as I saw them arrive, I thought I've made a mistake. The first act when they arrived was to demand that all the catering machines everything to do with coffee, everything to do with the food should all be switched off because they needed all the electricity. They would dominate the electricity for the night. <laughs> they were really clear. And they didn't ask for it, they just demanded it. They hadn't told me this in advance and probably I should have pushed them more, but they really only wanted to play their own music. They they absolutely would not do covers and they, they they were very, very unfriendly to requests. As they started playing, it was interesting to watch them because they really only looked at each other. They sort of looked longingly at each other, seeking inspiration and God, I don't know what, maybe inspiration and actually competition from each other. They were sort of playing for each other. And they never, at any stage, certainly that I saw, did they look out at the audience and us who were dancing. Uh, it was between them. We were almost an interloper in their music. They were doing it entirely for themselves. We could choose to dance for them <laughs> if we wanted to but it's perhaps not surprising that the dance floor emptied pretty early in the evening and I don't reckon they even noticed that the dance floor had emptied and I think that even if they had noticed the dance floor had emptied I don't think that they would have taken any responsibility for the fact that it had emptied. Now I think I've worked for leaders 
who behave like that, who want all the electricity and their own music and they expect us all to follow it. And and I've worked in teams where that you've become so insular in your team that you sort of think that the team is everything and the, the, the dancers really don't matter at all. And and the truth is, it is really easy when you're leading or when you're operating in a team to sort of slide into that state. So talking to Jetta has really illustrated for them this for me in a big big way really practical advice on leading i'm very very grateful jetta i hope everybody enjoyed this i certainly did till next week i send you much love there's also loads more you can learn from other women if you go to our website womenemerging.org that's womenemerging.org over time we are determined to redefine leading so that more of us can say, if that's leading, I'm in.